0: Thank <laughs> you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. How are you doing? This is the big check-in. If you tell the truth, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Have you gotten any rest? You know, one of the things that people talk about so much now, so much is about getting rest. And usually when people say it, Somebody in the group is like, eh, yeah, I know I need to, but I don't. Yeah, I know I need to, but I have so many things on my list. Yeah, I know I need to, but I just needed to unwind last night, so I stayed up too late. Yeah, I know I need to, but I was binge watching this or that. Are you one of those people? I can honestly tell you, I have been that person on more than one occasion, whether it is The laundry list of things to do for work, for family, for uh, wanting the time to just veg after spending hours and hours doing whatever I had to do and not necessarily saying, oh, it's time to go to sleep. It's time to rest. And so I want us to think about that. That's not even the topic for today, but it's a topic for every day. How are you taking care of yourself? And are you allowing your physical vessel to rest and to rejuvenate, to restore? Because if you are not, it will let you know that you need to. It'll let you know that if you don't take care of it, it's not going to be here to help you do all the things that your spirit is telling you that you want to do. So please, remember to take care of your vessel. And actually, it is related to today's topic because taking care of your vessel and your spirit has everything to do with this notion of forgiveness. Hmm. Do you think so? If If you consider how you live your life and what you spend your time doing, And what gets you caught up in a swirl of energy, very often that swirl of energy, especially negative energy, comes when you are angry, when you feel wronged, when you feel hurt, when something happens and you feel like it shouldn't have happened and it shouldn't have happened to you, and whoever's on the other side of that thing uh, has helped you to stir up a whole lot of energy around it. In order to move past it, it is likely that you need to forgive yourself and whoever else was involved. Now, that is very easy for me to say and not at all easy to do, but I want to give you a sense of what happens when when you don't Allow yourself to look at a situation, process it, figure out what worked and what didn't work, what went wrong, and how you can move past it. When you don't go through that process, you hold on to things and they fester inside of you and wake you up at night or take you off of your game. I was talking to my daughter just yesterday and I appreciate the fact that she comes to me for advice sometimes. And as we were talking, um, there was a scenario where she got very upset with one of her friends, someone she loves, but this person did something that was crossing the line. She was very upset and they had a little screaming match about it, which only made both of them escalate. Uh, yes, they kind of yelled out what they were upset about, but there was no resolution. And so th- that night, I'm sure neither of them slept very well. As my daughter was thinking about it and going through her day and you know, just trying to wrestle with what happened and how to move beyond it, she realized a few things. The situation was bigger than what sparked the argument between the two of them. And she needed to look at that situation to figure out how to move forward, what the right steps were in order to get out of, move past the uh, stumbling block that had come before her. And then this was really important because this is her friend and she loves her, she needed to be able to forgive her for crossing the line and truly forgive her because she realized, she thought about it. This is not a deal breaker for our friendship. We don't have to stop being friends for good based upon what happened. It wasn't that bad, but, and this is super important that as she recognized that she needs to forgive her friend. She also recognized the need to be very clear about how to move forward, which means to understand what happened and what is not good to continue with this friend. You know, when people, we we have interactions with people, things occur, sometimes you learn, oh, this friend is not good for this kind of situation, this kind of engagement. I've told this story many times, and I'll share it again. I made the mistake of just the convenience of spending a lot of time with someone who is very lo- a very lovely person, and we we're different from each other. and But we were spending a lot of time together. And therefore, we. I think I felt like I was closer to her than I actually was. So during a down moment, when I was really feeling low, feeling uncertain, uh, I told her, in a very vulnerable moment, I told her how I was feeling and it was just raw and real. And she scolded me very sharply. And that was not how I needed to be treated in that moment. And I got really mad at her because of the way that she communicated with me and stayed mad for a while. And then I started thinking about what our engagements are normally like. When I did that, I realized this is how she behaves her way is pretty caustic, her tone of voice, she's very sharp, You know, straight, no chaser. That's the way she communicates. And I know that about her. And on the flip side, I am very sensitive. And especially when I am feeling vulnerable because something is bothering me, something's not going well and I'm feeling tender, I need to talk to people who will keep that in mind and treat me in a tender way. It doesn't mean that they should not tell me the truth, but I need them to tell me the truth in a way that I can receive it. So my mistake was in sharing this particular concern that I had with this friend when I was feeling tender. She was the wrong person. So I forgave her after a bit, for what I call being mean and harsh to me, and I forgave myself for not recognizing that she was the wrong person to tell in the first place, and I committed to remembering this friend is not good for this particular thing. So going back to my daughter, as she was telling me about what happened with her friend, I said to her, of course, I agree with you based upon what the circumstances were that you can and should forgive her and you can and probably should remain her friend. It wasn't that egregious, but you better remember what happened so that next time you don't make the same mistake of sharing something with her that she doesn't know how to keep in confidence. Because here's the thing, you guys, if you forgive people and totally let it go and forget what happened in the first place, you can so easily make the mistake of doing it all over again. So let me give you the quote for today, because it's a good one. It's right in line with what I just mentioned. It says, surely it is much more generous to forgive and remember than to forgive and forget. This is from Maria Edgeworth. I'll say it again. Surely it is much more generous to forgive and remember than to forgive and forget. Now, forgive and forget is what we've been taught forever. We've been told the, the kindest thing you can do is forgive and forget. Let it go. It's overdone. You don't need to think about it anymore. Maria Edgeworth says, no, 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 no. She says, forgive and remember. And I agree with her. It doesn't mean you hold on to the energy. It doesn't mean that you hold on to the negativity. It doesn't mean that at all. It means you keep an understanding of what occurred in your consciousness so that you learn you learn whatever the lesson is. what lesson are you supposed to learn from whatever that situation is? And if you tell yourself, well if I forgive and forget, I just totally let it go, you know I'm I've got the big heart, the big heart says that doesn't matter what it is, I can just let it go and, and move on and you know twirl around in the daisies. Sorry, no. Sorry, no. And why do I say sorry, no? Because too often, if we decide to put something in a box, expunge it from our um, memory. We walk right into the same situation without any learning. To be a smart, aware, connected human being requires that you learn every day in your life. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from your successes. You learn from other people's mistakes and successes. So often I tell my daughter, pay attention. Pay attention to what other people are doing you don't always have to learn the lesson yourself. You can watch other people and learn from them. And if you see someone engaged in an activity that you do not believe is good for you, that you have observed wasn't good for them, you can make the choice, ah, I can learn from this. I can file this away in my knowledge base and decide I won't allow this to happen. I won't walk into this trap. I won't do whatever it is that I observed others doing that really doesn't serve them, especially if I think it won't serve me either. It requires observation. It requires pausing and assessing the situation before you jump into it. And sometimes people don't do that. Sometimes people just walk into a situation, rush into a situation just because. I I was uh, talking to a woman recently, past few days, interviewing her about her journey. And she's an incredible person who like most of us has had some stumbling blocks along the way. And one of the things that she shared that I thought was so interesting and and know that this is a very successful person whose difficulties started when she was a young child. And in order to overcome them, what she said is she just had to keep moving forward. No matter what happened, she was moving forward and she was moving forward fast because she felt that if she kept her pace up, she would be able to escape the things that really weren't serving her in her life and get to another place that would be healthier. And she did. And then I'm going to give you the big but. Even as she is telling the story, I'm listening to her, she keeps saying, well, for a long time, I was just moving forward, moving forward, not really assessing what was in front of me, but if I kept moving forward, there was a chance that I would have a better life. All right. I want you to think about that for a minute. What happens if you keep moving forward fast? You know, never letting the grass grow under your feet, as people say. You keep moving forward fast and you don't pause and reflect. You don't sit back and assess is this working? what might I tweak? How should I move forward? If you don't do that, then how do you have the awareness and skill and knowledge base to know when turning left is a bad idea, when turning right is a bad idea, when going straight is a bad idea? How do you know if you haven't paid attention? How do you know if you haven't taken the time to evaluate what is happening in your life. In this woman's case, she recognized there came a time when everything came to a screeching halt. That life the way she knew it wasn't working anymore and she had to, it was more than a pause. She had to stop abruptly and reassess. The goal that I have, anyhow, is to have a softer landing than an abrupt stop if it's at all possible. And I don't know if it's at all, if it's always possible. I've had abrupt stops in my life. But when you pay attention and evaluate as you go along, it's much easier to have fewer of them. Now, when we're young in school, this is how we get our evaluations. Think about it. If you went to a school that had grades, and I say that because not all schools do these days, but if you went to a school that had a grading system, you would take a test, you would get a grade. You would write a paper, you would get a grade. You would be assessed every semester, often you know, throughout the semester with whatever work you had to turn in that would be evaluated against whatever your instructor said was the measure of excellence. And based upon whatever uh, assessment you received, you would then have to take that back and decide, hmm, here's some areas where I can improve. Here's something I need to focus on a little bit more. I can learn better. Here's where I need help. Or here's where I'm doing A-OK. And because of this ongoing evaluation process, you were able to, Get smarter and wiser, right? And let's say on some of those occasions you really tanked. You didn't do well. Maybe you weren't paying attention that day. Maybe you were distracted. Whatever the reason is, if you really did poorly, in order to move past the moving, the doing poorly, you have to forgive yourself for not doing whatever was needed to be best in that situation but also remember, remember what did I do that led me to this evaluation that I got? So it's, what did I do in preparation? What did I do or not do? What? Uh, how did I study? How did I prepare? Who did I engage to support me along the way? Did I engage anybody? Did I get enough rest? What are all the things that you check off the list? What did I do or not do to put me in a situation where I did not have the kind of assessment that I'd hoped for? And what do I need to do now in order to improve? Again, it starts with giving yourself some grace. I'm sorry that I didn't do as well as I wanted to. And here's how I'm going to move on. Now, I use the example of grades because most of us had grades. And for most of us who are connecting here live or on demand later, I'm going to say we are probably out of school and working and living our lives. At work, in some instances, you're evaluated. Often it's just once a year, though. But if you get an evaluation, those incredible evaluations they call 360s, where they look at everything. What happens when you get that 360? What did you learn about yourself? Where were you doing well? Where were you not? My friend Paula Madison, an incredible woman, said to me one time, when when you go in for a job review, you know, a review of your work, you should always be aware of your status because you've been paying attention and asking questions. You're not sitting back wondering, what does your boss think? Because you've been in constant communication. I love that idea and a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people are so afraid, oh, I'm not gonna say anything. You know, maybe if I don't say anything, um, it'll just be okay. If I don't check in somehow I'll, I'll skate by, I'll float by not the best idea. Again, it's usually when you have that attitude, that contracted attitude, it's because you think that you didn't do something well. People don't have that attitude when they're doing great. They get that attitude when they're not doing great, when they feel like something's wrong and they want to bury their head in the sand. That's not effective I promise you it's much better, even though it requires um, courage on your part to look honestly at whatever it is in your life that's happening and to assess even when you think it's not good, especially when you think it's not good. Assess, forgive yourself for whatever you didn't do or whatever you did that put you in a situation that's not optimal and then figure out how to move forward. Remember what you didn't do well so that you don't make that mistake again. So let's look at that quote again. The quote says, surely it is much more generous to forgive and remember than to forgive and forget, right? Think about it. It is much more generous to forgive and remember than to forgive and forget. That's from Maria Edgeworth. I want you to recognize the value of this statement. Surely it is much more generous to forgive and remember than to forgive and forget. Let's look at that word generous. What do we mean? What is Maria saying? Well, I believe if you are generous with yourself, meaning if you Forgive yourself and others for some transgression and remember what happened. You can be kinder to yourself and others next time. How can you be kinder? How can you be more generous? So I gave you my example of the friend who was caustic. I don't have to be mad at her, I don't have to have my back up with her, I don't have to have any kind of an attitude. I can treat her kindly and just make the choice that I'm not going to her for something that I know she's not going to handle in a way that will make me happy. So I'm able to be generous with her and myself for just having that carve out. I remember this is not the thing for us. So we can do all kinds of other things. We can talk about other things. We just can't go down that path because that path doesn't work for me. By remembering, I can create generosity in other parts of my life for her. When you forget and you stumble into something and go, ah, then all of those negative emotions bubble back up and you start blaming you start blaming others first but if you blame yourself then what happens is your your self confidence dwindles forgetting can be really detrimental to your mental health and to your relationships because you the flip side of this if is if you don't remember and you fall back into old behaviors with someone, then, ooh, what happens? You realize, the, uh, on the other side, the other person's like, oh, I have to go through this with her again, with him again. On my side, oh, there she is. Harriet's so sensitive. Oh, is that helpful? No. It's not helpful to be stuck in old behaviors, and in old scenarios when you didn't have to be. No matter what your state of mind, you can empower yourself. You can get stronger and more confident by creating guardrails around things that are sensitive for you, things that don't work for you. The guardrails can help you to engage the people and the situations that are most supportive for you in the way that you like to live. Now, I should mention there can be plenty of times when you forgive and remember and really do need to make a hard turn. Maybe you do need to close a door. Sometimes that happens if whatever occurred that required forgiveness just for your peace of mind but it was too much. It was egregious. It was crossing a line that you can't pretend you didn't, the person didn't cross. It could be whether it is in a work situation, a friend situation, family situation, neighbor, whatever it is. If the line that was crossed is too great and there's no turning back, then you, by remembering and processing what happened may have to be the person who closes a door. I usually like it. If you do have to close the door, you say something, but sometimes that isn't even necessary. Sometimes it's simply like my friend said, moving forward. The difference in her moving forward without assessment is that you want to pause evaluate what happened and move forward with knowledge, with understanding, with wisdom, because you took the time to sit with it and learn. The remembering is learning. It's you're processing what you experience. And, you know, when you learn, you also learn how to talk to people, how to be with people. You learn how to tell people how to be with you. You know, you can let people know, now's not a good time for me to talk because I'm in this state of mind or I have these 20 things to do and I don't have time to give you the attention that this moment deserves. So I'm not gonna act like I can. Telling the truth is the best possible thing. And very often we yes people, And then, oops, I wasn't able to complete whatever I agreed to do, which then creates a moment where you need forgiveness. Forgiveness, the need for forgiveness happens all the time. It's not always some huge thing that has to be processed. Sometimes it's something very small. But whatever it is, if it's something that requires an adjustment, Requires a refinement of understanding, requires action to be taken to look at a situation differently. The only way you figure that out is by pausing. And as you know, I'm a big believer in meditation. If you sit in meditation and ask yourself, What can I learn from the situation? and sit and truly listen for the answer or maybe answers, and after you finish your meditation, write down whatever came up so that you're able to look at what you harvested as answers and what put that puzzle together to figure out what does it mean for you. It takes a lot of effort to be able to make assessments of tough things that occur in your life, and I want to recommend heartily that you do it. And when things aren't working exactly right, which is often, if you tell the truth, forgive. Forgive yourself, forgive others, assess what happened, remember what happened, and move forward with knowledge. It'll make your life easier, I promise you. It has for me. Thank you so much for spending this time Together today, I hope that this Dream Leapers inspiration inspires you to pay a little bit closer attention to how you practice forgiveness in your life. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.